0: Inside the wit, we are on episode two. Uh, we were your hosts today, and every day, I guess. Didn't really think that one through. Yeah, every uh, day. <laughs> no other hosts. <laughs> I am Josh ah, and That was the voice of Andrew Gardner. How we doing? We are wonderful. We are TNH's two uh, junior hockey boys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with that title. I kind of like it. All right. I like it. Like little pipsqueak boys. are <laughs> being like, oh, hockey. Um, so, you know, we'll be festive here because, I mean, every other like, organization in the world is doing it. Halloween. A, yeah. huge yeah. a huge holiday, a huge holiday. Maybe overrated. Cam is throwing things at us. Interesting is this choice. Some candy. Nice. Oh, wow, I caught a caught a lollipop. Nice. Sweet. So you, you want it? No, I'm
1: okay. You we can't record a, a
0: podcast uh, with a lollipop in your mouth. That's not true. Terrible audio quality.
1: <laughs> Teach their own. Um, what did you do for Halloween, Andrew? Before we get into hockey. Well, let's see. Halloween day, I was at the women's hockey game. That was cool. A big win against Holy Cross. Oh, they won. Okay, they good. did win. Um... And then, let's see, Halloween weekend, um, went out with some friends, dressed up as Jake from State Farm. I was trying to, trying to lobby insurance to a lot of people. Didn't now, really, are, were you classic Jake from State Farm or the new Jake from State Farm? Classic. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I did that. And then Saturday was at the UNH Providence hockey game, which was an awesome game, uh, two to one overtime win. And, uh, yeah, what about you? What do you
0: what would you do? I uh, <laughs> uh, There's a film out there called Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the Next Generation. Uh, a friend, Devin, and I had discovered it, and it is now a Halloween staple in See, my friend group. And this time, though, we watched the director's cut, which adds uh, a lot of different scenes, a lot more dialogue. <laughs> it just builds on top
1: of yeah, what, what already yeah. was.
0: <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a scene at the end you're like, wait, what? Like, what, the Illuminati? Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) It takes a turn. And um, we put the the director's commentary on towards the end because we were like, I need to hear what they have to say about this. And um, at that point, the director himself just goes, ah, I don't know. I didn't really have any insight on this one. I wasn't here for this. This wasn't my permission. It's like, oh, okay. Interesting. That makes a lot more sense. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting.
1: Yeah, speaking of Halloween, there were, uh, like, I I know you mentioned we were talking beforehand that you weren't at the – the game on saturday but there were you know how they do the the little games in between like the intermission yes you know most of the time they're fun um the two games on saturday and i give the people who set these up a ton of credit because it's not easy finding people getting them out there you know setting everything up gotta be original too you gotta be original and they went original It was halloween weekend but um the first one in between the first and second period they had gnarles and wildy cat just two you know titans of the industry oh I mean, arguably mascot leaders uh, of, of the Hockey East, uh, they were sitting at the face-off dots in the neutral zone, and then they had two other people, the other two dots, with, like, these cauldrons, and they were throwing the, uh, the like, foam pucks at them to try, <laughs> to try to catch them, except for the fact that I don't even remember which one, like, could not throw the pucks, and the pucks were, like, so light that they weren't going very far it's an absolute mess and so then, they will not be
0: like on like one of those Pitching ninja videos of like guys no. being like i need to be recruited or no. something okay love
1: pitching ninja but i don't think Gnarls deserves to, uh, to <laughs> he be won't on <laughs> no nah, he's not getting a feature on there and then the second period one th- it was like where uh, they bring out the kids and they got to run across the ice and like put on like you know pants first then like but it was like these really like Tight Halloween like skin suits. Oh boy. And so the kids couldn't get them on and they were like running like with them like around their ankles. <laughs> and then Gnarls like was stopping them from shooting because they didn't have it. It was just like it was it was honestly. It sounds very like a common. nightmare. Yeah. Mike Murphy, I think, said it best on the PA. He was like, I don't know what we just witnessed, but I think that was entertaining. So well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's all that matters. Well, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> the fans <were> into it. <laughs> but anyway, there was also some hockey that was. Played, yeah. Which
0: speaking was cool. of nightmarish, let's get to Friday's game. <laughs> Boy, howdy.
1: Boy, that was a Halloween. That was a spooky Halloween game.
0: Maybe one of the worst athletic displays I've seen since I watched um, Seahawks-Jaguars yesterday. Um, I'll be honest with you. For those unaware... Jay wasn't that bad. No, but the Seahawks... The, the Jaguars. Were, <laughs> ja- were, Jaguars are bad. They came out of... A, okay, well, this isn't a football podcast. Anyways, whatever. Jaguars, you stink. Just, yeah, listen to our show on yeah. Friday. Friendly plug. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Funky Friday, n- 91.3 WUNH Nailed it. Um going on to the six one loss to Providence I turned this game on about during the second period I forgot it was on Nesson and um, it was like four one no four nothing I was like oh well
1: can't get much worse no it, it did it, it, it definitely got worse um, which stunk um, you know, yep. Providence Providence moved up to number eight in the country you, you know you're going down they played them well last Sunday we talked about that in the first episode uh, two nothing game. You're going down there, and you're, I, I think the team was confident. And, uh, you know, Providence is a tough place to play. And uh, they, they just gave up a lot of goals. Like, like Robinson yeah. <laughs> got pulled again, um, obviously. Well, actually, got pulled for the first time because for the first time he left the game, he, he got ejected. Yeah. Um, Fessenden. Di- bit of a difference here. <laughs> yeah, definitely a, definitely a different scenario. Yeah, Fessenden came in. He played pretty well in the first game. We'll get to his second game where he was a stud. Absolute stud, but yeah, he he came in. I mean, it's never easy to come in as a backup goalie, and you know, especially when when you're already down for nothing midway through the second. You're like, all right, let's just get out of (laughs) here. Let me just not embarrass myself. Let's just not die out here. Like, let's just get out of here. And uh... exactly. So yeah, tough stuff. Luke Reed had a nice goal in the third period. Cut the deficit five. Woo! uh, Inspiring, (laughs) inspiring. But, uh, yeah, I think one of the big storylines from Friday was uh, senior captain Will McKinnon. I accidentally tweeted out Nate McKinnon. I was, I was in a rush over there trying to get the news out. I you a big like, abs guy? Or? Uh, not a big abs guy, but I don't know why Nate McKinnon <laughs> was on my mind. I said that he was hurt. Nate McKinnon's not hurt. Will McKinnon, however, is hurt. Went down on Friday, upper body injury. I saw him walking around the WIT uh, during the game on Saturday. He was had a sling on his right arm. Not ideal. Definitely not great. Not in hockey condition. Um, so we'll see what's going on there. Uh, got another press conference with Souza on, on Wednesday, so we'll see if we could get a little update there. And then the other big injury, probably the most reliant D-pair that Souza's been going with all year, mckinnon Verrier, the other key cog that goes down after probably one of the best shifts I've seen in a long time. He was, like, laying out. He blocked three shots. He got two off the hand. I, I mean – uh, he ends up leaving the game, and uh, also in a sling now. So, so the Wildcats are shorthanded. The Wildcats are banged up. That is uh, on the defensive side of the puck, which is the place where they have struggled the most. They're definitely banged up with their two leaders. I would say of that group, out. And Souza said uh, uh, on Saturday after the game, he was like, "I don't really want to comment on you know very exact situation." And it's been. Not not about forty eight hours, but you know about two days Roughly. since then. So, I'm sure they have more info. Um, and he said he was going to be reevaluated yesterday, but he did say that he doesn't expect him to be back soon. So, yikes. So I don't know. Uh, I'm sure McKinnon will probably be out this weekend too if he's in a sling. I mean, he is a big hockey guy, so he might be back. Big soon. hockey guy, just yeah, like me. A and tough you guy. guy. Oh huge <laughs> um so yeah you got any other takeaways from friday's game i was
0: gonna say if those guys are out long it doesn't help to have mike robinson not at his peak performance four goals in 30 minutes allowed um and i we're gonna get to david fessenden here shortly but um if big, the goalie big fest big fess, the scott hatterberg of the team maybe if the, you oh, the professor
1: <laughs> maybe we could call him the professor the professor the yeah big professor like Fess, Professor. Ah, yeah. we'll workshop this. Right. You know, I, I <laughs> think we. I think I'm not going to commit there. to this, Andrew. I'll be honest. With <laughs> <you>. <laughs> All right, um, hey, good ideas take a long yeah. time to develop. Not? So,
0: just an overall brutal game one. Really, no, no bright spots there, especially on the injury front, like we mentioned. So, we'll get to game two. Much better result here. Uh, UNH with a two-one win in overtime. I believe it was um, who had the, the game-winning goal? Jackson Pearson.
1: Finally, Jackson Pearson. Uh, He's on the schneid a little bit. No goals so far this year. And uh, Souza had mentioned, I think, like literally since the first or second game of the season, he's like, I can tell Jackson's a little frustrating. Like, you know, he he was the leading scorer last year. He had a great season. Uh, And, you know, he just just wasn't fun in the back of the net. I mean, that happens from time to time. So for him to get that first goal, I think, was, was huge for him. But also just the spot that he picked for that doesn't get much better than that
0: it's uh it's pretty sweet pretty, pretty sweet, sweet to win an overtime against the uh, against a team like Providence there and uh you know not an ideal series <laughs> no losing two games getting a lot of injuries but you're glad to come away with a win especially this contested
1: yeah I mean f- Saturday once once we we're ha- the game was halfway through the third my mindset was like all right these guys have at least just got to push it to overtime because you can't you can't let Providence walk out Of the week series with all nine. Get a point at least. Get a point. And for people listening, this new uh, Hockey East format, I guess it started last year where uh, now a a regulation win is three points instead of two. And then an overtime win is two points. And then an overtime loss or a shootout loss is only one point. Interesting. So there's three points given out each game. And if if it goes to overtime, it's two points to the winner and then one point to the loser. So uh, UNH gets out of the weekend two out of nine. Points. I mean You know <laughs> it's not not ideal, but at least they got points there. Uh they're ahead of Maine in the standings, which is great. Take that main. Yeah. They got zero. We have two. Or uh you know, the two two the lowers. two you take, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um so let's get to David fessenden here. I would say the number one star and takeaway from that game on Saturday. Terrific. Um one goal out and sixty four minutes of play. He made thirty one saves. Just looked really, really capable. Looks like a really good, solid backup goalie. Maybe that's not what he's meant to be. We'll talk about this because I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about Fessenden overall, just you know, being at the stadium
1: and getting to watch him? First off, I will say his net presence, he's just like, he's a big guy. 6'6". Six, he's, six. he's a big guy and he does not leave a lot of room in that net. He just, everything routine, I mean, obviously you only give up one goal, so it's not really like a, a take or anything, but every t- everything routine he was swallowing up. Uh, wasn't really giving up rebounds. Um I thought he looked really good. And the thing is too is that, you know, he's not he's not a guy who hasn't had experience before. Like he was the starter for Alabama Huntsville who, you know, not not a high powered D <laughs> one school could, but you could snicker at that. No, it's a, it's a D one <laughs> school. It's a D one school. Uh and he yeah, he came in first start, uh, and after the game, you know, he was he was asked you know, were you like antsy were you nervous he's like no I was, I was ready to go you gotta be cool and confident but he's like I just I really like love playing in front of the fans he's talking about how much he loves UNH so far and uh, I don't I don't know if it's like him just being kind of newer to the program but he added like just a little bit of a uh, like sizzle it, sizzle to the game on Saturday I don't I don't know he just felt I, I could just kind of you know first game obviously but the spice. motivation yeah I don't, know, I don't know what's going on with Mike Robinson.
0: Oh, so do you want to get to it now? Yeah, we can get to it. My question is, you know, I think we've got a quarterback controversy in New York between Mike White and Zach Wilson now. Do we have a goalie controversy in Durham, New Hampshire? I think we do. Oh, he's saying yes. I think we do.
1: Oh, I like it. I think we do. I like it. Okay, let's dig into this. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think we absolutely do because the thing is, you know, Mike Robinson, he stayed for his fifth year and so far he hasn't been great he hasn't been great and i know they've played some good teams and uh all that but you know for a guy who's you know he's been a draft pick for six years and you know if he wants to take that next step the play right now it's it's not great i mean eight six eight save percentage of 308 goals against average i mean besides that first weekend against union where you know, he only gave up one goal in each game, but really only faced – he faced, I think, 11 shots in the first game, yep. maybe 20 in that second game. And honestly, from someone there, a lot of those shots in that second game were not, you know, like rippers from the slot or anything. They were, like, shots from the outside. Well, even the puppy, first right? one I, I felt like that. Like, they yeah. were getting
0: good chances, and it was a nice puck movement on,
1: on Union's part. But it wasn't like,
0: oh, wow, what a what a great pass. And that first goal was sloppy on his part. Yeah. You know, he, he should have had a shutout,
1: honestly, in that game. Yeah, he easily could have. Um and I I don't know. I just think that, especially in hockey, you want to ride the hot hand. And Fessenden, he was so pumped up after the game. Uh, he when he was going back to the net after they shook hands to grab his water bottle, he grabbed it, opened it up, and sprayed it all over the student section. I love it. It was electric, electric. The place place was going nuts. Uh, so he just he's got like that energy going right now. And like Robinson's done great things for this program the past couple of years. I mean, he's been really good, especially his junior year, but I think that you just got to ride the hot hand out as of now. I mean, I think I think you got to start him on Friday back at the Whits. you See,
0: I'm inclined to agree with you. I think they should. I don't know if they will is my only problem here. Yeah. I think Sousa, I mean, I don't know this for sure. This is just pure speculation. Uh, Robinson's been there Sousa's whole entire here, or journey here. He was an assistant when Robinson first got here. I think there's got to be some loyalty there, maybe unwarranted. We'll see, I guess, in the long run. But I think they will give Robinson another chance. I think it's his net to lose. And if he does lose it, I hope they are not willing to, you know, die on that hill until it literally costs them a season maybe. Because this can get away from you fast. Oh, 1,000%.
1: Do you think he's – I don't think he's lost it yet. I think that's a little early. Right. But I think he – it's slipping. It's not something where you're like, all right – Robinson's starting nine out of ten nine out of ten games in that one game that he's not starting is, you know, against some, you know, lackluster opponent right. where we just want to get our goalie other goalie, some reps. Like I don't think that's the case anymore. Um you if i we, uh, playing well. Yeah, you think we have like a, a well, I'm a Dallas Stars fan, this
0: is the only comparison I can oh, make here. Carrie Lettinen and uh No, <laughs> I'm not going Carl Lettinen. <laughs> I'm going uh Anton Hudov and Ben Bishop. You think we got like a one two punch, maybe not of that caliber? That that is obviously up for debate and we'll see what happens yeah. over the course of the season. But the idea of you know, you feel comfortable kind putting either guy in net and seeing what they go out there, and you know, maybe one guy gets on a tear and we start him. You know, in the more important games, and you know,
1: vice yeah, versa. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, with Festen, he's at least got some experience. Um, you know, Alabama Huntsville is not playing in you know tournament games. But Shockingly, UNH hasn't either. So I guess that's a fair fair point. But uh, yeah, I think if I'm like Susie, you got to start Festen on Friday. You got it back at the wit, like I don't know. Not did that. did he did he make a
0: comment about this after Sunday's game? No, he Saturday? just he.
1: I mean, he said he was really proud of him. He played well. Right. Um, Jackson Pearson commented on it too, you know, giving him high praise. Uh, but I'm that, I'm certainly going to ask him. I'm sure I'll, I'm going to get a. We haven't decided. Yeah. or No comment on that. Like we're on the northeast. Yeah. Side. Whoever you'll you'll know when the the starting lineup comes out. I'm sure that's that's the answer I'll get. But I am going to ask him on on Wednesday who's starting that.
0: As you should, because I think it's an important question that this team needs to know because, I mean, you need to know who your starting goalie is. And if there's a question, you know, I think the team just benefits on the whole if they know the answer.
1: Yeah, a 1,000%. So that will be interesting to see. Um, the forwards, again, UNH only has 12 goals in seven games, so nothing spectacular. They get out of there uh, with a win. Um, Tyler Ward had the other goal on Saturday, which was uh, a nice one. Uh, I don't think Province was expecting him to shoot it. He just kind of threw it on net, went in. Um, but the only other thing that I'm curious to see, Friday at the WIT against Northeastern is the D pairings, um, obviously with Varier out. Um, and they had uh, a freshman make his uh, debut. We're doing some live research here, folks. Live research. I can't remember his name. Uh, Colin Heward with the uh, yeah, first career game on Saturday. Uh, so there are only two other defensemen on this team. They have nine defensemen, so two of them out. So they got two options. It's either going to be uh, Drew Hickey. Who's a senior? Actually, both of them are seniors, and the other one is Alex. Yeah, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna get it out. Yep. Alec Semendal. So Ooh, we're nice see. pronunciation there. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Wisconsin boy, yeah. cheesehead. If cheesehead, she will. yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see which one of them draws into the lineup because obviously Varier's gonna be out, and I would assume McKinnon's gonna be out. So we'll, we'll see. But a quick. You got any other stuff from Saturday? Uh, I would just
0: say you got to be proud of this team. I mean, Providence is the number eight ranked con- uh, team in the nation. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to find a way to, to beat them, and they managed to keep it close, and I would say two of the three games. Um, discount Saturday cause th- or Friday because that was just um, – we'll just put that in a vortex. Yeah, no, just, I mean those, you know, those games happen.
1: Uh, Providence, I'm also just uh, – the new USCHO poll came out uh, at noon. Providence moved up to 7. So to so, play them tight for
0: two games at yeah. three, you got to be encouraged by that. You know, obviously you only get the one win and the the two points, I believe. But hey, you know that that's something you can at least put your hang out your hat on. And especially as of the last game of the series, you can hopefully carry that momentum going forward. Yeah, it's a lot easier percent. to build off of a
1: win than it is a six. Sixteen loss. <laughs> <Yeah, plus. laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, and I mean, uh, there are four Hockey East teams uh, in the top twenty right now. Providence is the highest out of all of them. You got New Mass at twelve, BC at fourteen, and then um, UMass Lowell at nineteen. And then we got Northeastern. Got a big home and home this weekend. Got a big, yeah. They are technically, I guess, twenty-one. They got the most votes, just like outside of right. of the rankings. So they're a talented team too. Uh, so so let's
0: get into this this preview, I suppose, if that's what we want to call this for Northeastern. Um, what is your what is your gauge on this one? Do you, are you noivous, as the kids say? What are you? Uh, um,
1: no, I think Ooh, no. Not, I mean, they. Uh, they they've shown that they can play well um, so far. Their record right now is five and three. They've got you know a big. Well, I mean their first two games were against Atlantic hockey teams. Those are you know usually not as strong of programs against Bentley and Holy Shots Cross. Shots fired at Holy Cross. Uh, also, <laughs> n- I mean, well, ho- Hockey East is not even objectively the toughest division in in hockey in college hockey. It just it is. Um, why is H- Holy Cross? Men's hockey, not in Hockey East, but their women are. They're the only team that's like that. I don't know. I I, uh, I don't know how to tell you. I, I don't know.
0: I'll I don't be know. honest with get you. Get the Hockey East Commissioner. In let's here. let's get him on. Just give him a quick Can? ring. Oh, Cam Buell's an, uh, entering. Resident Hunk. Uh, yes. Fun fact about uh, America East field hockey. Uh, America East field hockey features both Cal and Stanford.
1: I was going to ask that too because uh, I when I was that. covering the field hockey team, I saw for for two <laughs> weeks for two weeks before the hockey season started. Yeah, they played. Uh, Cal, yeah, Cal State, and I was like, w- "What's going on? I don't, I don't know." It's like America East. Then we've got two of the most Western schools. Tough break for for Cal and Stanford yeah. to be like, "Hey guys, uh, get on a plane
0: and go to, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> go to New Hampshire." Go or- to New Hampshire and Binghamton every weekend in Maine.
0: Yeah, congrats, guys. <laughs>
1: kind of odd. Uh, so yeah, Northeastern's a good team. They've always, they've really, uh, you know, played well the past couple of years. See, it's funny because oh. the first line I wrote in my notes is, may want to be nervous about this series. Well, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I'm not nervous for Friday because this team has showed they like so far. Yeah. They like playing at home. Three and one. Uh, their one loss was a, was a tight one. Um, I wouldn't expect anything less than a really close game on Friday. Saturday, however – we're still looking for our, our first win on the road. In fact, Not we sure do we're going to get it. <laughs> quick math, quick math. We've been outscored 16-3 to three in three games wow. on the road so far. Uh, we've allowed five goals or more in every game. So just get three out of six points somehow. I don't care if you win one in overtime, lose one in overtime. You win one, you lose one in regulation. Just, I think three out of six points, you're happy with that. See, what scares me about Northeastern, and this is why I'm a little nervous at least, is four of
0: their five wins have been shutouts. So when they're on, they are on. Like there's no joking around. They will shut you out, and they will score. I believe it's. I think they're averaging like three or four goals in those games.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I I am noticing. Yeah, they've only allowed uh, ten goals all year, and half of those were in one
0: game. And in eight games played, right? That's really so. Really you take good.
1: away that one UConn game, they've gave up. They've given up five goals in seven games.
0: And then on top of that, in two of their three losses, they've scored at least three goals. So this is a team that when they're on. Yep. They will keep the puck out of the net, and even if they're not on their best foot or best foot on the ice, whatever metaphor you want to use here, um, they can score still. So I just <laughs> – I'm just nervous for the Wildcats, not to the point where I think they're going to get swept or anything like that, but this isn't a joke. You can't really put, look past this
1: team and just go like, hey, whatever, you know. This isn't a get-right game. No. As we have really talked about a lot of those football. <laughs> in football. We don't really have a lot of those in the hockey, east, unfortunately um, – I mean, that's that is the thing with the hockey is, is it's every weekend you're playing another tough team. It doesn't yeah. stop because I mean, actually next week you get Vermont, who uh, the last couple of years hasn't been as strong, but they uh, played B- BC really tight this weekend. They beat them in overtime uh, on Friday, and then they lost three to two yesterday. Um, and they're currently sitting uh, ninth in the standings. Just I mean, I guess they're tied with UNH. but again, Vermont can give you a tough time. And then the week after that, you gotta play uh, you gotta play UMass. So Who's uh? They're good. Confirm good. We'll take. Uh, I don't know if you know this. they won the national championship last year. Yeah, <laughs> lame. <laughs> who needs that? Yeah. Who wants, to? Um, who wants to win the national championship? Yeah. Who needs that? And then it's like you know you got you got a couple out of conference games. You got Harvard, Holy Cross, and then you know BU, and then it's right back to it after break. BC, you know Merrimack. Like, there's not a lot of easy games. Like you got UMass Lowell for three out of your final six games. Who's now in the top twenty? Like. There's there's a lot of good teams in hockey East, so they're gonna have to just find a way. Thankfully, all the teams get into the playoffs now. But oh, that's awesome! Yeah, didn't know so, that. Um, Look at this, huge findings right now. But uh, yeah, you got any any final words? I was gonna
0: say, in the immortal words of, uh, I believe the company Nike, the grind never stops. Andrew, is that a free ad? uh <laughs> if they want to sponsor us by all means. I could I could take some like
1: cool <laughs> shirts or something. I don't know.
0: Okay, I like that. Yeah, I mean that's that's all I gotta no, say. It doesn't get easy for the n- Wildcats. It cast, never does,
1: no matter what. And, I mean, the seniors on this team know that. The problem is, two of the biggest ones are now out. Um, and your fifth-year goalie is now, you know, is now on the fence of of losing his job to a guy who started one game. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> which is never yeah never good fair. what you want
1: to hear. Um, so I'm not I'm not nervous. Northeastern's a great team, but I'm confident. Give them a good week of practice. Uh, we'll reevaluate next week. We'll. Uh, Hopefully we have some good injury news. Yeah, hopefully uh, good news on that front. And then we'll definitely have some some big other storylines to check into, especially the goalie thing. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Well, that's that's it for, for me
0: that's and it. Andrew. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, tag along next week and uh, see what we got. <laughs>